instead of asking yourself, what are most people doing on LinkedIn? Just change the question into what sort of benefit could I as a real estate, smart real estate agent could benefit, could gain from LinkedIn and go that way, even if most people don't try it. Hello, welcome to episode 76 of the Smart Agents Podcast. My name is Michael Walter and I'll be your host. Now, if you're anything like me, you have a LinkedIn account, but really don't know how to properly use it. Well, on today's episode, we're joined by LinkedIn expert, Daniel Alphon. Since joining the platform in early 2004, Daniel has mastered using it to grow businesses. He's even wrote a book on the topic. Throughout our conversation, Daniel shares his tips for realtors and business professionals alike to leverage their LinkedIn profiles to bring in high quality leads and become a pipeline of referral business. Now, before we get on to the day's featured interview, make sure to subscribe to the Smart Agents Podcast. You can find the show on all major podcasting platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and now Amazon Music. Also, as you can see if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to subscribe to the Smart Agents YouTube channel. Click the bell to get notifications when each new episode is uploaded. And lastly, if you or someone else on your team has an awesome story or tip to share with our community, send us a message at feedback at smartagents.com. We're always on the lookout for new stories to share. All right, let's get on to the day's featured interview with Daniel Alphon. I've linked his website, danielalphon.com, in the episode description. There, you can find links to all of his other tips and trainings to maximize LinkedIn's potential for your business. Getting started, I, you know, I'd just love to have you introduce yourself to me a little bit, where you're at in the world, and what it is that you, uh, that you, you know, have your expertise in. Uh, with pleasure. So I'm based in uh, south of Tel Aviv, Israel, mm-hmm. almost as sunny as uh, Jacksonville, uh, Florida. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I actually started using uh, LinkedIn Michael when uh, I signed up in, in 2004 and I was li- looking for some playbook and I couldn't find anything. So I had to create my, uh, my own uh, playbook and I've enjoyed it uh, ever since. Right. So LinkedIn, I mean, in 2004, LinkedIn was launched in what, March of tw- 2003, somewhere about yeah, the that? summer. 2003, it was a soft launch, and early 2004, it was officially launched. So, how did you find it? Yeah, how did you find it at that time? The essence <laughs> has not changed much. It's conservative. It's slow. Uh, you don't post. You don't. You're not. You don't post a lot of, uh, you know, cool photographs from uh, from the, the ice ice cream or or dinner you've had. But it has become uh, the most amazing B2B platform and, and career platform uh, in the world. Close to a billion users have been ac- acquired by Microsoft. And every second, two people somewhere in the world sign up for a LinkedIn account. Right. And I think that's something that a lot of people don't know about. I think people don't understand how large the platform is because, you, like you said, you, it is a conservative platform in the fact that they don't do a lot of advertising and make themselves look like this very large uh, platform that they are. You're absolutely right. It's and and um, actually, LinkedIn's uh, revenues don't come from advertising. When you compare it with with other uh, platforms, most of LinkedIn's revenues don't come from advertising nor from uh, premium content. It's it's a content powerhouse. And when you have content, it's the best place to to post it. And some of the episodes you uh, you released were with uh, um, content very prominent in uh, Instagram or videos. The episode you the blog post you had with uh, Katie McCowan. Mm-hmm. So that 
you don't have to produce content for the sake of LinkedIn mm-hmm. because producing content is time consuming and, and could be also expensive. But once you've created quality content, educational content, then posting, posting it on LinkedIn makes a lot of sense. Right. So for us and our listeners, we're primarily real estate driven. Um, most of our listeners are either you know, brokerages of their own um, companies or the real estate agents themselves. So you know, for agents, you know, a lot of times when they think social media marketing and getting their name out there, they're thinking of the, you know, the Instagrams, the Facebooks, and sometimes YouTube, but really there's a great opportunity for LinkedIn. You're right. And, and we were discussing this pre, pre-recording. One very uh, simple but powerful idea would be instead of trying to cha- chase the uh, homeowner or someone who wants to buy or sell a residence, it would be to think about the partners you could partner with as a real estate agent. And those could be uh, attorneys. Some of the episodes and content you, uh, you shared are related either to inheritance or divorce. And LinkedIn could, instead of you know, trying to find someone who wants to sell their condo, find, find two or three additional attorneys to work with could bring you dozens of deals in the next two years. Right. So try to think about not, instead of asking yourself, what are most people doing on LinkedIn? Just change the question into what sort of benefit could I, as a real estate smart real estate agent, could benefit could gain from LinkedIn, and go that way, even if most people don't try it. Right, and I think when you talk about you know having the uh, partnerships with the real estate or the um, sorry the uh, attorneys and those type of business, those are people that real estate agents should be making personal relationships with in their community already. So just kind of going down that list and thinking, you know, trying to find all of those uh, professionals in your area, I think would be a great idea. Using advanced search, it's free. It will take you a couple of minutes to find uh, attorneys. And so if you connected with people you know well, then you would find it easy to be introduced to someone and it could be a win-win partnership. Right. What tips do you have for people with, you know, when reaching out to those professionals? Because I think sometimes people, you know, the, 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 Social media messaging sometimes is a little bit scary to some people. What tips do you have for actually, uh, you know, reaching out in the first place, but then also making sure that it actually is seen? <laughs> it's a great question. And um, I'll, I'll give an answer that's uh, very old school, <laughs> if you'd like. <laughs> Whenever you can find someone who knows both you, Michael, and the attorney well, try to do it. So it would take a little more time but you have a lot more chances of actually getting a reply and having a meaningful conversation. Mm -hmm. So when you find someone and you see that John Doe is a mutual connection of yours, if you connected with John Doe and you actually know that person, then leave LinkedIn. LinkedIn has provided you with a name, both names actually, but speak to John Doe and and ask how he's been and say that you're looking for uh, to build a partnership with such and such attorney, and simply ask, would he feel comfortable enough to make the introduction? And if that happens, then no social uh, media messaging ever happened. LinkedIn is just the platform that enabled you to find the person you'd like to target. And the most important name is the name of your mutual connection, which, which boils down to your connection strategy and real life networking, if you'd like. Right. One of those things you talk about, um, you know, is the connection strategy and LinkedIn is all connection based and you can see, you know, 
who knows who. And, you know, so building out that network is really important, but what is your advice for when you're just starting out? Is it to build as many connections as possible or, you know, to start kind of building that page up a little bit? You know, I found that leading is not a popularity contest. And as a, as a start, as someone starting out in business, you actually, you'll find it a lot easier to have a small quality network. And even based on that net network, you could be uh, an outstanding real estate agent with, you know, 200 connections and knowing all of them well. And you could also uh, be a, a realtor with 30,000 connections and get crickets or no revenues from LinkedIn. So don't be, the, the idea is not to have more connections. The idea is to have more business, more revenues. And that doesn't mean you have to have a lot of connections. Because if you have many connections and they don't know anything about you, then you are really not able to leverage those connections. So pick quality. When you're starting out, it makes a lot more sense. Right. And when you are starting out, is it a good idea to, you know, with LinkedIn, there's a lot of um, opportunities to, you know, show your skill sets and show what you can do and add links and all the, you know, add add the type of content that, um, Whereas on a Facebook page, you know, it kind of gets buried sometimes on that behind all the other, you know, like you said, the photos, the way, just the way their threads are built out. So what tips do you have for actually like building a really solid profile on there, on LinkedIn to where your message is coming across the way you'd like it to be? Excellent. So I'll try to suggest a simple three methods, three step uh, framework. The first would be to identify your ideal reader on LinkedIn. So your ideal reader could be any real estate uh, agent who could be interested in growing their business. Some of our listeners here could, uh, could be interested in attorneys, like we said, or maybe tax specialists or brokers or anything like that. And then the second question to ask is, if we were uh, enabling those people to visit your profile, what sort of action uh, Michael, would you like them to perform after reading your own profile? And if the answer is reach out to me, then make sure that the information you put on your profile makes them understand they, they need to speak with you. And your profile should speak for itself. You could say, I work, I'm looking for attorneys who do X, Y, and Z, and I want to help them grow their business by referrals or anything that makes sense uh, to you. Just... Three simple questions. Who's your ideal reader? What action would you like them to perform? And are we really making it as easy and frictionless as possible for them to understand that you're the, the person to reach out? Right, right. Yeah, I think, you know, um, when it comes to a real estate agent, one of the ideas that I was, you know, kind of think of, especially when using LinkedIn is, uh, you know, I talk to a lot of agents that do, you know, the great relocation type videos, you know, this is the video of this certain town or, um, you know, maybe they are in like in Jacksonville, Florida here, we have several different neighborhoods that are very different from each other. And they'll write blog posts on these specific neighborhoods and using that content on your LinkedIn page to kind of attract some of those relocation, uh, movers, I think could be a good idea. Just a quick idea about this. If you, if you actually produce relocation uh, um, content or relocation videos, then instead of just thinking about your own LinkedIn uh, profile, if you'd like, then try to find LinkedIn groups 
where people, if you know, if you were to to move from Jacksonville and, and move to the West Coast, then one of the things you could do is try to 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 build your business there. And LinkedIn would be one of the options for you to try to network. So finding local or regional or state groups, not not huge uh, groups, they could have you know five hundred people, three thousand people, but there you would be you may be the only real estate agent there speaking or explaining about that. Um, that neighborhood. So it's, it's one great way to um, show people to, to get exposure for the, your content without harassing your own connections. Cause your connections may be, you know, 20 miles from you. So they don't need an introduction to the neighborhood. They could walk right around it. <laughs> yeah. So it, when it comes to finding those groups, you know, for somebody that's not familiar with LinkedIn, how do you, how do you find those groups and how do you kind of vet those out to make sure that they are going to be beneficial to you? It's a great question. The search bar, the top navigation bar on the left, when you use it on desktop, enables you to run any search you'd like. And I would start with maybe two or three words. It could be Miami. It could be Fort Lauderdale. It could be Florida. It could be Florida business. It could be Miami business. It could be Jacksonville. You'll find maybe less uh, less groups, but it doesn't really matter. And then try to think about the when you see the con- the, the groups themselves, in order to um, see the content or post, you need to be a member of that group. So you simply request uh, uh, to be added to that group. And by the time you add it, you try to monitor the group and see what's happening there. And try with a baby step, try sharing one simple piece of content that you have that's educational in a smallish group, a group with you know 2,000 people. So you'll see how it works. You'll see the, the mechanism, you'll see how, when to post it and whether people see it or not before you move to the gorillas and before you do anything you know, on, 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 uh, on the largest uh, stage. That can consistently enable more people to discover your content and eventually reach out to you and say, my wife and I decided you know, we, we were going to, to make the big jump and I feel like I know you. We've never spoken, but I heard your voice and I fell in love with the neighborhood. Please guide us. Right, right. And I think that's the, you know, the great thing about, uh, you know, the way things work now with, you know, just the online networking that you can do is you can build a relationship with somebody without ever speaking to them before, just because of all the content that you can put out there. It's so easy now. You're right. Um, I was listening to uh, one of the episodes you you released with uh, um, uh, Terry Drexler. Mm-hmm. And I realized that I for, almost forgot about it. Uh, my dad was was a, was in real estate for uh, for ten years, and I remember mm-hmm. I was a kiddo when when people walked into his uh, office. You know, his work was a lot harder than than uh, than maybe uh, if if he could uh, do it uh, today. He had to immediately connect with people. You know, they could be janitors, they could be accounts, and nowadays you can uh, uh, produce content and you get you get the opportunity to make people know about you, what sort of things you like and what is, what is it to, to communicate with you. It's a lot easier in that, in that uh, respect. Right. So I just kind of want to kind of jump back and touch on some of the, you know, some of the things that over the time that you've been with LinkedIn that you've, you know, learned and really kind of honed in on and what you're teaching now. And one of the things is, you know, that perfect introduction and how do you, really kind of craft that introduction for yourself. Okay. So if we, when we consider the uh, ideal introduction, 
the secret is to know when to leave LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. In other words, you run a search and you find, let, let's maybe discuss some, some other option. Other than uh, our, our real estate listeners here could, could also leverage LinkedIn uh, in order to help companies hire office space or rent office space. And that's another possible great use of, of LinkedIn. Say you, you, you've just uh, uh, read on the Wall Street Journal that a company is, is about to relocate to Jacksonville, Florida. And that takes time, you know, maybe in two quarters, and you can easily find their uh, chief operation officer on LinkedIn and their VPHR. It will take you literally five minutes. And let's suppose that Jane Doe is the person to contact there and you have a mutual connection and we'll call that connection um, Robert. Then first question is, do you actually know Robert? Yes, I know you're connected on LinkedIn, but you may have been tempted to connect with people you don't know well. So the, 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 it uh, boils down to, to a previous question you asked. When you send connection requests, when you, accept, when you accept invitations from people that you don't know, it may be a, a vanity metric. Like, yeah, yeah, I have 3,000 connections. <laughs> But when, when, when uh, you, something happens and you actually need to ask Robert for anything, if you don't know who Robert is, then your chances of getting a perfect, of getting a perfect introduction are low, in my, in my opinion. So let's say you're an excellent, excellent uh, student and you connected only with people uh, you knew well, then the request itself need not be on LinkedIn at all. When you visit Robert's uh, LinkedIn profile, when you click on, on his contact info, you'll be able to see their email. And what I would do is try to reach out to him and ask how he's been, and then mention the name of the VP job, the company uh, relocating to, to Jacksonville. <laughs> and instead of just saying she's, her name is Sue uh, Brown, you can send him a link to her LinkedIn profile in order to make it as easy as for him as possible to say, yes, Michael, of course I know her. We've worked together three years ago. Right. And if he says, yes, I know, I know her, The next step would be to, to try and, and ask him whether he would be willing to forward the question to her. And the question, should, you, should, you should phrase the question. I really, uh, um, it's, it's, it should be like, we, we have helped companies relocate to Jacksonville and we know the neighborhood. If there, is, is there any way for us to uh, schedule a Zoom call or if you visit the neighborhood, I'll be glad to walk you through the, the great um, office space here. And that's, I can't guarantee a reply. I can't guarantee business, okay? But if you have a number of, of such initiatives, then thank you, the initial attention you'll get is thanks to Robert's name. It's not us because she doesn't know us. But if you vetted Robert and you, he agreed to be the sponsor and he asked that question and the lady said, you know what, that sounds interesting because it, it's like a, a, a headache for her. And she, she may have you know, a ton of logistics and, and some unhappy employees and she would look for something that would make the transition as fast as possible and she would be relieved to know that you can actually save time for her. And that could bring a lot of revenues to your agency, to, to your business. And also try, if, if you really think about the, being the smart agent and about the perfect introduction, 
keep Robert in the loop. Right. He's made the introduction. If the lady connected or agreed to speak with you or visited the place with you, always remember to thank him. It's a different uh, question whether you'd like to compensate Robert or not financially. But even if you, you do it financially, a simple call or simple thank you would go a long, long, long way. And sometimes, you know, get a, a, an amazing introduction and you forget to tell the person who actually did it. And the, the uh, uh, lady would say, you know what, I was uh, wanting to thank you for introducing me to Michael. And he would go like, Michael who? And it would be, it would be disastrous. Right. Because he would, it's not her job to let him know that you, you two spoke. It's our job. If we ask for an introduction, then someone made the effort to put his name on the line. And it's our responsibility to um, let him know when we succeed or when we fail. Right, right. And I, and I think, you know, when it comes down to the introduction and whether or not you get a response is if you never attempt the you know, if you never attempt to reach out, you're never going to get the business anyway. So <laughs> that was, you know, um, but you know, when it comes to LinkedIn and over, you know, gosh, we're going on was 18 years. You've been on LinkedIn now. What are some of the myths out there that you'd like to dispel for, you know, people that have their accounts, but they're really not using them that much. Well, uh, it's an excellent question. Um, um, maybe I'll mention the five main ones, in my opinion. Um, a lot of people think that their company page is important on LinkedIn. And I found actually that their, your profile is a lot more important than your company page. Okay, you may, you may work for Authorify or Smart Agents, but you as an individual, your profile is a lot more important than the company page because the company page on LinkedIn is static. And you'll have, you'll have a lot more connections using your own LinkedIn profile than your company page would have followers at any given date. So if you only have you know, dozens of employees, if you're a, a real estate agency with up to you know, 50 or 200 uh, staff, it doesn't, your, your page is not important. You need to leverage the individual profiles, the real estate agent themselves. That's number one. That's, the second would be about quantity and quality and, and, and in networking and in, in your connection strategy. And the third very simple one would be to think if you're a real estate agent and you're not looking for a new job, then instead of thinking about your LinkedIn profile as a CV, try to think of it, try to think of it like a website. Mm -hmm. And your website needs to convert your ideal reader. And you're doing it all, all day long. So the fact that some people are looking for jobs on LinkedIn should not influence you, Michael, if you're not looking for a job. It's like, you know, you, yeah, you now know how to drive. So if most people take the highway, the highway, but you'd like to go someplace else, then do it. Right. I, I, you know, I like what you just said there about thinking of your LinkedIn profile as a website, because I think a lot of people do see LinkedIn as just that, you know, either the job posting board or the, hey, I'm looking for a job over here. Here's my skill sets. And they don't use LinkedIn at all because that's what they, that's the idea that they have behind it. And our listeners have more than LinkedIn and more, more than one skill. The, the simple question to ask would be, 
You don't need to transform yourself for LinkedIn. Just try to think about what's the, the best thing that LinkedIn can help me achieve. And even if it's, you know, 10% of your business, even if uh, um, office uh, space is just 10% of your business, then your identity on LinkedIn could focus on that. Mm-hmm. Because people are going to contact you on, on, on Facebook, on your, on your website, or, or, or thanks to the podcast, but the attorneys or the tech specialist or the uh, office uh, space uh, professionals are going to see only your um, partner-oriented profile, if you'd like. Right, right. So just, um, you know, kind of wrapping up, when it comes to LinkedIn and adding, you know, for agents that are haven't really used LinkedIn, they're thinking, you know, gosh, I need to add another, you know, social media platform to be involved in. It can get overwhelming when you think of all the different places, you know, that if you were to hit all of them, what's that kind of um, cadence that you would, or schedule that you would say you need to be active on LinkedIn? Okay. So you're going to like at least this answer. You don't have to be active on LinkedIn. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have, it's a bit even misleading to think of it as a social platform. Yes, it has social elements, but it's basically a professional platform. And most of our connections are not that interested in seeing what we share. But whenever someone Googles uh, the real estate agent's name, then LinkedIn would be one of the top results. And that means they need to take it seriously. They don't need to work work a lot. They don't need to spend more than a couple of minutes a week or a month if they don't have the time for that. Basically creating a decent profile, educating their ideal uh, clients about LinkedIn. And even prior to that, ask yourself as a smart real estate agent, is my clientele on LinkedIn or not? Mm -hmm. And if for any reason you don't find your clients on LinkedIn, then you don't have to use it. But if they are, then it doesn't make sense to neglect it because that could help you gain more business and more leads and more revenues. You got to fish where the fish are. Right. Right. Uh, I really like that. And I, you know, I think, um, you know, I think LinkedIn is a great way to build those relationships that can lead into pipelines of new clients. So I, I really love, you know, the advice of don't, reach out, you know, you're not looking for the home buyer or the home seller. You're reaching out to the referral partner. Yeah. The, the agent could use a lot of additional platforms to make the listing or, and the videos in the Instagrams and, and LinkedIn could simply help their business grow. Uh, not by finding another uh, home buyer or another uh, condo seller, but trying to do something else and grow their business in, in a different way. Right. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, to speak with me this morning. I, uh, the, you know, these tips are LinkedIn again is one of those uh, sites that I think a lot of people they know about. They might have the profile, but they just don't know how to uh, properly use it. Thank you very much, Michael, for your time, and um, um, I'll, I'll just check your own profile in a week's time and, and see if you've revamped it. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to thank Daniel for joining us today. And I really like what he said about treating your LinkedIn profile like a website and not just another social media profile. Now remember, I've linked Daniel's website, danielalfon.com, in the episode description. Be sure to check it out to see more of the trainings he has to offer. So once again, if you think you or someone else on your team has an awesome story or tip to share with our community, send us a message at feedback at smartagents.com. 
Well, that wraps things up for this episode. But remember, follow the show wherever you listen to podcasts and make sure to subscribe to the Smart Agents YouTube channel. Again, I'm Michael Walter, and we'll see you on the next episode.